All right, we're back to TV Sports Caution Jerry podcast. I got Jerry here by my side as always. Today, we're welcoming Jackson Roberts, author of the great Tuesday Morning Blitz, the article we've all enjoyed reading the, this entire NFL season, the Friday Stock Watch. Uh, our guy, NFL guy, Jackson Roberts, onto the pod. You know, I'm so fired up to have him here. We got Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl, Tosh. Tosh, seven. He's got more than any other franchise, man. I, as you can tell, man, I'm fired up. We're going to get into that. Brady versus Mahomes, the not-so-epic battle that it wasn't. Tampa versus KC, and so much more. J-Rob, welcome back to the pod after this NFL Super Bowl. It's, uh, it's the end of a long grind, uh, I think, for all three of us. It's the first season really covering uh, a, a professional sport top to bottom, uh, and it feels good to have a payoff and, and get to chat with uh, with both of you about everything that went down. So let's get into it, boys. Yeah, before we get started on all the uh, all things Brady, the Super Bowl, hit that subscribe button, get this pod in your feed. You don't have to remember to search it every week, and also give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Check out the Knicks Picks pod, also on the 2TV Podcast Network, starring Nick Robin, talking basketball and pop culture. All right, J-Rob, let's get into this. All right, we're going to talk about the whole game, and there was a lot more to it than the quarterback play. I think if this Super Bowl proved one thing, it's that football really is a team game. Uh, and I think a lot of people were stunned by how much line play matters and how much a front seven can make a difference and all that good stuff. But let's get the Brady stuff out of the way because there's just too much good stuff to talk about. I'm going to rattle off 10, maybe 11 ridiculous Brady facts and stats. Uh, I'm going to ask each of you to pick your favorite here. And for me, it's just a toss up. So And they can't be all of them, right? <laughs> it can't be. Yeah. I mean, you got to be none of them. <laughs> this is, I have to apologize in advance. This is a, a Jerry and J-Rob jerk fest all afternoon here, but uh, let's get things started. Uh, Tom Brady is 14-2 and two just in the divisional round of the playoffs alone. Tom Brady is 14 out of 19 in seasons in the NFL that he's made it to the conference championship. Tom Brady has 16 playoff wins since he turned 37 years old which is oh how many God. Joe Montana has in his entire <laughs> career. Uh, Tom Brady, since uh, the Kansas City game in 2014, and if you remember that, that was the game where they got blown out. Trent Dilfer comes on ESPN the next day and says, the Patriots, they just aren't very good anymore. Dude, it was Monday Night Football week four. Who could forget? And then we were on to Cincinnati and we never looked back. Who could forget? <laughs> so since on to Cincinnati – Tom Brady is 96 and 27, including playoffs, with four championships. Tom Brady has Super Bowl wins in three separate decades. He's the only person in any, I believe, in any sport, definitely in the NFL, to ever do that. Uh, Tom Brady is 17 and 7 in the conference championship and the Super Bowl alone, uh, which is, again, more playoff wins than any other quarterback has in their entire career. Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl wins. That's as many as all other active quarterbacks combined, and that counts Drew Brees and Joe Flacco. Uh, and franchises for that matter. I mean, and let alone players. Franchise. Yeah. And then the last two are age things. Uh, Tom Brady's brother-in-law is Kevin Euclid, uh, who's two years younger than him. 
He's a World Series champ. He played in the majors for 10 years, and he retired seven years ago. Dude, Greek auto walks. He's got the best stance in the league. And for those who can't see, I'm doing the Euclid's high elbow, but continue. Love Love it. And then lastly, Calvin Johnson came into the league when Brady was 30. And already a three-time Super Bowl champ, and he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. This <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, incredible. I think they're all just stunning, and congrats to Calvin Johnson. Like, that guy, I'm sad that he retired. That guy was still the best receiver I've ever seen with my own two eyes, besides maybe Randy Moss and that 07 team. Um, just a plug. Yeah. Um, my favorite, though, that stat that – it's just mind-blowing is 14 out of 19 appearances in the conference championship. Like that's percentage wise higher than a lot of guys shoot in free throws in the NBA. Like that's insane. Like Tom Brady statistically has a better chance of making it to the game before the Super Bowl than DeAndre Jordan does of having, of making a free throw and a free throw is the easiest bucket in the NBA to get. Like there's no defense. That's insane. Um, that's that's where I'm going with my Brady stat. He's, I mean, there's there's literally nothing you can like. He's the goat. He is more. He the, the craziest one is seven Super Bowls. I mean, more than any other franchise. Like, <laughs> he's been playing a third as long as all these other franchises uh, have and, been uh, in existence. And, and his career's only halfway over now, right? He's playing till what, like 60, 65? So. He's only halfway there. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. Yeah. He, I think, dude, he said he's going to be back. He's going to play at least two or three more years. Dude, why would you not be back? Like, <laughs> he's clearly still at the top of his game. He's surrounded by a young defense. Like, they're still not playing Devin White. Like, they have all the young guns. And Mike Evans said he's willing to take a pay cut to come back. Um, I do think one of the hardest things to do in the NFL is repeating as champion. Uh, just because, like, we haven't seen it since the Pats did it with Tom Brady, you know, 304. Uh, there's just something so physical about that game and how all the little things have to go right throughout the season to have you go back to back. So I know Brady's like, I'm coming back. We want to repeat. Obviously every team wants to repeat. Like that's the goal. Um, now look at the Niners. They got the Super Bowl, complete drop off from them. The Rams got Super Bowl, complete drop off from them. The Chiefs were able to get back to the Super Bowl and we'll talk about them a little bit more and what happened with them. Um, and I have no doubt the Bucks are still going to be competitive next year, but repeating is definitely a tall and tough task well to add to that point as well when you get back to that game a second year in a row I just don't think you're as hungry I mean you mentioned the Patriots went back to back I just think that Eagles team wasn't beating anyone that year Uh, you got Donovan McNabb yakking on the field in the middle of the fourth quarter Uh, but since then we've had on a broken leg yeah I mean that team wasn't beating anyone Andy Reid since then we've had three teams I believe uh, get back the year after winning uh, Seahawks, Patriots again, and the Chiefs, and they've all lost. And I think there's just something about being that team who has more to play for and being hungrier. Uh, I think just all these guys who have been on the Bucks for all these years, David and Evans, they just wanted it more, and they went out and got it. Yeah, absolutely. But let's go to this game for a second because, Tosh, I mean, I think the biggest factor in determining this game was not Brady because, I mean – yeah, he carved up the defense, threw for three touchdowns, but it was only 200 yards, right? I think the biggest factor was the Chiefs' O-line and how banged up they were. And I think it was midway through the season, Tosh, we were just like, yeah, if you have an O-line that can't protect you, like, you don't have a chance. Um, and so, like, people are always like, oh, Mahomes didn't play great. Like, he choked. And, you know, I'll let you speak on that in a second. But 
I think it's pretty tough when, you know, the ball snapped and a dude's already in your face because you just have zero time. Like we've seen great quarterbacks be affected when the pocket breaks down so quickly. Like that's how the giants beat Brady in 07. So, I mean, that's 1000, 1000%. If your line doesn't block for you, you're not going to have as good of a game. Uh, And the chiefs O-line was super banged up Tampa Bay. Great front seven. But, dude, even when Mahomes had a clean pocket, his passer rating was 75.3. It's not like he was great when the pocket was clean. It's not like he was great at any point in this game. They never really sustained offense. Like, this was a complete abomination from the Chiefs. Well, they I wouldn't say that he wasn't TV great, for though. four hours and watched like, terrible football. Like, I was excited for a good Super Bowl. The Chiefs let me down. But, okay, I'm not going to say he wasn't great. Like, he wasn't great during the game. But – the one play where he like did a double barrel roll, flipped it like sideways out of his wrist, and he literally hit his receiver in the end zone in the face mask, like <laughs> like he under pressure, falling some, away. Like that's insane. Throws. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he has some crazy throws. I've never I've never said that this guy can't make any throw on the field at any time, and he's unbelievable. But what I've been saying all year is that everyone had you know came to the conclusion after week five that the Chiefs were destined to win the Super Bowl. And while Mahomes is great throughout the season, he had so many factors that helped him out. And in this game, those factors didn't help him out. And you saw what he was. Yeah, but you were hyping up those factors in Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. Like you were dick riding them as much as everybody else. So, (laughs) I mean, Todd Bowles did a great job shutting down. Dude, Kelsey still had 130 yards. I mean, obviously they came a lot of it in garbage time. But the fact that you could shut those dudes down – Tyreek Hill was terrible. Tyreek Hill was terrible in this game. And it was just a classic, like, he's the ultimate gadget player, the ultimate deep threat. But when the Bucs double cover him, he just gets nothing. He had, I believe, three catches for 30 yards in the first three and a half quarters before true garbage time. And he got hit in the face with a ball in the end zone that he should have caught, and that would have totally changed the game, and he dropped it. And then later in the game, on third and 14, Mahomes is rolling out, trying to make a play, throws a 50-50 ball, and he just gets out out like the guy just wanted it more uh, i believe it was uh that was jamel dean gets in front and tips it and that's what uh leads to the interception but he just he didn't have it uh and i think we we all kind of fell in love with uh, the one play he made in the afc championship game and people are starting to ask if he's the best receiver in football he's not even close to the best receiver in football he's the ultimate deep threat he's the scariest receiver in football for one play but if you're asking him to get 10 catches for 150 in the biggest game of the season, when you know he's going to draw that double, he's not going to do it. Well, side note, who do you like over him? I mean, is it Julio? Is it DK? Like, who do you – I mean, you're saying he's not the best receiver in the league. Who- a healthy Julio is every other receiver's favorite receiver in the league. Now, I don't know if yeah, he'll he's ever going to be healthy again. Yeah, I don't know if he'll ever get back no. to his peak. But a healthy Julio a couple years ago would have been the best. I think right now – uh, I would still take, obviously, Devontae Adams over him based on the dad. Uh, I would take Diggs over him. I would take Hopkins. Hopkins, Hopkins without Cliff Kingsbury as his coach, I would take over him. Sure. Uh, I would take a healthy Michael Thomas. People think Michael Thomas sucks now. He was playing with like a broken No, he foot. was banged up. Michael Thomas is sick. Yeah, Michael Thomas is going to be awesome again next year, especially if uh, Jameis is his quarterback. But – Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, the Bucks last year in the last four years had Jameis Winston at QB, 30 for 30, man. Can't wait to see that be produced. Um, so 
let's say that Jameis takes over the Saints job. The Saints are going to basically throw for a bunch of yards and not win anything. They're just going to be just like a worse Bucks team, um, which is also incredible that Brady gets there seven and nine and wins the Super Bowl after Jameis left after throwing 5,000 yards. I mean, Tasha, I was telling you, you limit the turnovers. That team is like a thousand times better already. Um, and it was stupid of us to just go against the Bucs. I think it's, I think it's funny that at the beginning of the season two, we were all like, Oh, who's going to have a better season, the Bucs or the Patriots? It's like, well, I think that question was answered very, and very you, well. If you look at it after week three, I think we still would have said the Patriots. Um, the Saints team's going nowhere. They're in cap hell. They don't have a good quarterback. Uh, and, and Sean writing, Payne's overrated. Yeah, I'm writing them off. Um, yeah. But, dude, with, that, with, with the whole Hill thing, there's no receiver that changes the game more than Hill does, and that was shown in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay played two two uh, safeties deep pretty much every play, uh, was making Mahomes either throw it quickly or else the rush would get there and he would get sacked, and he refused to throw it quickly. There's like, nobody open, Tosh. I don't know why you keep saying this. He's not. It's not like they had uh, guys that were open. With well, him. he was under pressure, and guys guys were covered. The Bucks only blitz twice the whole game. They had four-man rush getting consistent. That's the format. If you can get yeah. pressure with four, you win the so game. Doubling, it's, it's proven. It's and proven. that brings me to my next point. That brings me to my next point of what the hell was Andy Reid doing? Was he at the game? Like, all this great offense that has been so dynamic the last few years, so many trick gadget plays. You've got Hill running one way, Kelsey another. Like, no one knows what's coming. This was the most bland offense I've ever seen. Like, can, is it back to the Andy Reid chokes in big games uh, narrative or what? Like, he, he didn't coach well. I wouldn't call this a choke job, though. He didn't coach well. I mean, he had – I mean, first of all, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Andy Reid's son right now. I just want to, you know I, – I, I don't know enough about the situation, but it sounds like Andy Reid's son was drunk driving – five-year-old girl still in the hospital it's just a terrible situation uh, and I don't know what's on Andy's mind right now so I want to just put that out there that that was a thing that was going on but at the same time I think they had a decent plan early in the game to get Mahomes out of the pocket uh running downfield like they knew that he was going to have some design runs that were open I also liked a couple of the plays they ran that were kind of like quick turnaround counters to Edward Delaire but when they get down in the game, uh, and I think that last drive of the first half was probably then what ended up deciding the game, then they know they have to throw, and that's when that four-man pressure just did its work all for the rest of the game because uh, they knew that Mahomes couldn't take these little chunks of like 7 to 12 yards on the run. He had to throw downfield, and there was just nobody open the entire game long. Yeah, this game was a lot like that Packers game in week – what was it, week five, where the Packers got, yeah, got down early like they knew they were going to throw. And once you know you're going to throw, you're missing your two tackles. Like, <laughs> against this team, you're not going to score. And well, uh history there because they were up 10 nothing, and then Rodgers throws almost back-to-back pick sixes. So Well, yeah. I mean, you got down in different ways. But I'm saying once you get down against this team, you're not coming back. Like – that this team, the Tampa Bay is built to play with a lead. You've got the greatest game managing quarterback ever. Like no uh, negative connotation to that. He's like Brady when. Yeah, but I mean, okay, but Tom mistakes. Brady also doesn't need to play with a lead because, like, he came back obviously twenty eight three right there. Like, he well, I mean, that yes, was the Bucks. The Bucks ago. are built to play with a lead. Okay, sure, 
but that's not saying that in the Super Bowl, like it's gonna be like, oh shit, we don't have a lead, like we can't come back from this. Obviously, when you have the greatest quarterback of all time and the defense the Bucks have, um, they could have come back. Now that being said, I was at the Super Bowl party, right? It was in the middle of the third quarter, and I was like, hey, I've seen more with less. Like I was expecting the Chiefs to turn it on in the third quarter, and it just never happened. Like I was yeah. still like with like five minutes left in the third, and I was like, hey, there's 20 minutes left of the game. I've I've seen them put up 21 points in a quarter before. I've seen Patrick Mahomes do it. And I wasn't ready to give up on that game until we got to like to maybe 12, 10 minutes in the fourth. And I was like, okay, like they're really not, they're really sputtering on offense. Yeah, I mean, I think you just have to credit the Bucks defense. It was a perfect game plan. They executed the hell out of it. I mean, obviously, Todd Bowles, we we've already touched on him. Why did he not get any interviews this offseason? I'm sure. It has nothing to do with uh, any biases that any NFL organizations might have. And the stars all aligned. I mean, the Chiefs had four of their original five starters from the season not there on the offensive line. And just since the AFC championship game, they had to move two guys out of position. Uh, They were moving Remmers from right tackle to left tackle, a position he had never played in his career. And they moved Wiley over from his guard position to take over right tackle. And both those dudes just got smoked all game. It was pitiful to watch. I mean, dude, I mean, you're a Pats fan, and Todd Bowles was in our division as the Jets coach. And when he was there, I thought he was a good coach. Just obviously, the Jets usually have a shitty roster. Uh, I thought it was a mistake to fire him. They fired him too soon. And I said that at the time. I said that again, like, before. Um, he definitely he should was, get another head. When he was down in Arizona working for uh, Bruce Arians down there, they, they made it deep into the playoffs. They had a really good defense. Yeah. Packers played He's a good coach. He's going to be a good coach. If I was the Texans, I would have hired him because you would have given Deshaun the competent defense. Maybe not in the first year. I just some don't of it think does he would have taken personnel. that job. You don't think that Todd Bowles would have taken a job with Deshaun Watson as his quarterback as head coach? You're out of your mind. Why would he not do that? Because he doesn't know Deshaun's going to be there. Nobody does. If anyone better than this okay, movie, but Deshaun wanted input. If from Baltimore would have taken the job, then they would have taken the job. The Texans made every call, and nobody wants that job right now. Like, this dude has never been a coordinator, and he's 65 years old. He's one year younger than Belichick. Like, they yeah, really that higher. Dude, I think he might actually be good, though. The whole nobody believes in him thing is just going to motivate the whole team. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> see that. doubt it. First-time head coach at 65 years it's old. More of a, it's more of an off-season uh, topic, but I wanted to talk about uh, – <laughs> The refusal to throw it quickly from Mahomes, and I understand that his receivers may not have been quote unquote open, uh, but still, dude, 2.86 seconds normally, 3.51 in the Super Bowl. That's much longer that he's holding on to the ball. Yeah, but also in the Super Bowl, you're playing against a better defense. You can't just torch like a mediocre defense. You can't get the ball right away. I think that's true. I think you're looking at it like just from his perspective. Like you got to take into account like who he's playing against. You're playing against the best competition. You saw Aaron Charles Rogers throw for 350 yards and three TDs just two weeks ago against this defense. Like, And how does his line compare? It's better. Dude, our left tackle is out too. Okay, Bakhtiari was out, but still. It's better than the Chiefs. Dude, the Chiefs literally signed a dude at like the end of November to dude, start but having a He was on the practice offense, squad like the Steelers. Having a bad offensive line should make you want to throw the ball quicker, not hold on to it longer. Like, Well, you can go so, back to the Reed argument of like, why didn't they design more quick throws? But from the way they were running the plays, he didn't have anybody open. And the pressure was getting there quicker than 2.86 or whatever you want to call it. 
Like this is just you you looking through Twitter looking for stats to make Mahomes look bad. Like he had dudes in his face within a, a second and a half on a half of them. Yeah, Mahomes is still sick. He just, I mean, it's he impossible is, to do anything. He had a bad game. It's okay to well, say he, he had have, a bad game. He put he up nine points in the Super Bowl. Game. He had a bad statistical game. He was. I would give him credit for just fighting while the rest for of just running for his life. Yeah, I mean, he was. I, he did. I wouldn't say he played a good game, but I don't think he. I mean, you want to yeah. say he was horrible and he. I mean, he. That's not true. He wasn't. He wasn't Jared Goff Super Bowl level terrible, but I just think as you know, judging him based on what Mahomes is and how he's played in the past, how he played against Buffalo, like this was not like he played as well as he did against Buffalo. I think they would have scored more points. Well, he had dudes wide the fuck open against Buffalo. Like that was a I told you football game, but like that was dude. a. That like that was a horrible matchup for the Bills going into it. They were at home. Tampa was at home for this game, which I don't think we've even touched on yet. I think that makes a huge difference, just sleeping in your own bed the night before the Super Bowl. And the defensive game plans were just entirely different. Like they just let Hill do whatever the hell he wanted in that Buffalo game. And Buffalo, as I was saying, is fraudulent, dude. Like obviously Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, is gonna shred their defense and make Josh Allen his bitch. Like <laughs> It's not a surprise. Like, why are we saying, like, oh, wow, like, look what he did to Buffalo versus the Bucks? Two completely different teams. The Bucks would have destroyed the Bills. Uh, maybe not worse because they had a better O-line than the Chiefs, but, I mean, I don't think that would, game would have been much better. No. Well, let's go to the – let's let's close up the, the loop on Mahomes here because I liked what Tosh put at the end of the outline. Um, I mean, this is the first time that we've ever seen any sort of mark on his resume of any kind. Like, it was only his 10th loss of his entire career. It's his first loss ever where he scored less than 13 points is his first two possession loss. Uh, notably, he's also 0-2 in the playoffs against Brady, 6-0 and against everyone else. Uh, but just knowing what we know about the Chiefs moving forward, over under two and a half total Super Bowls for Mahomes. He's already got one. Tosh, you take this first so I can uh, I can respond to it. You know, this is a tough one for me. I mean, I, I did set the line, so it is a tough one for me. <laughs> um, but dude, three Super Bowls is a lot. I mean, Big Ben won one his first year. Aaron are you Rogers talking about one. career or are you talking about uh, from now? I'm talking about 2.5 career Bowls for Mahomes. He has one. He would need to win yeah. two more. So he needs to win two more, I, yeah. I, I'm going to go under. I mean, I think he's going to win it one. I think he's going to finish with two. Um, it's just going to be hard for him with his cap hit. I mean, his contract was fat. Was it the 500 million? I know not all that's guaranteed and whatnot, but dude has a huge cap hit. Um, Kelsey and Hill aren't going to be great forever. Andy Reid's getting old. Um, there's going to need to be different variations of this of this team. And, uh, and I think that it's super hard to win. I mean, big Ben, he has two, Eli Manning, two, Peyton Manning, two, Aaron Rodgers, one, Marino, none, Elway, two, uh, who am I missing? True Brees, one, Philip Rivers, zero. Like those guys are all great quarterbacks. Not all of them at home's level. Gary, I, I'll give you guys that, but. Okay. Dude, Here we go. Ready? He's going to be Tosh, tough. Tosh. Tom Brady won four Super Bowls after the age of 37 years old, okay? Now, I know this might be breaking news, but by the time Patrick Mahomes is 30 and he's 25 now, I don't think Tom Brady's going to be in the league. So there'll be nobody in his way, okay? That's the first thing. Second thing is he already – 
Yeah, maybe not. Maybe Tom Brady will be still in the league. Who knows? I hope he is, but I mean, he's in retirement whenever he wants it. Uh, but anyways, Mahomes, to get over two and a half, he already has one, okay? He just got back to the Super Bowl to try and repeat. So we know he can is capable of doing it year over year. This man is 25. He has not even hit his peak. Think about this. Think about that. We have not seen the best of Patrick Mahomes yet. That's insane. And who's, I mean, seriously, who's going to stop him in the AFC? Listen right now. Who's going to stop him in the AFC? The Texans organization? No, absolutely not. Deshaun, you know, is a good competitor, but that organization is a dumpster fire. Josh Allen, the Bills? No way. Baker Mayfield? You're kidding me, right? Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes? No way. You're telling me he's not going to get back to the Super Bowl? He's definitely going to get back there, let alone not win it. He's going to win at least one more. He's going to get two, right? I like them to win next five right now. I like them a lot. I, I would take their odds for next year, even though I'm sure they're the favorite. I like them a lot coming off. Patrick Mahomes was banged up this year. Like the, all the back half of the season and still dragged them. Not dragged them. I mean, the Chiefs are loaded with talent, you know, to the Super Bowl. But you're telling me he's 25. He's going to play at least another 10 years. If not, Tosh, 15. You're telling me that out of 15 seasons in the NFL for this upcoming next 15 years, Patrick Mahomes doesn't get two out of them? I mean, that's basically just like a crapshoot dice roll. You'd get two out of 15 right there uh, if you're playing those kind of odds. I'm definitely taking the over. He's going to end his career with three Super Bowls at least. I mean, the over under two and a half. I'm smashing the over on that one. I like the over, but I don't love it. And I think that the only thing, the things to be concerned about are can the organization evolve the way the Patriots constantly evolved? Can Mahomes stay healthy long-term? Because obviously his style of play is not the same. Sure, sure. Right, right. 497 yards uh, in scramble yards in a Super Bowl. Like, he can't do that for 15 more years. Uh, And his arm obviously needs to stay healthy, too. The way he throws the ball uh, is pretty – I mean, it's definitely a lot of stress on the elbow and shoulder. He's like a shortstop. So um, those two things being equal – I love them to win it next year. I think coming off the loss, keeping basically the exact same team to come back and they get their offensive line back. Uh, They had Duvernay Tardif opt out of the season, Mitchell Schwartz uh, out since week one. And obviously Fisher goes down in the AFC championship game. Uh, If they get all those guys back, I think they're going to win it next year, but it's a fair over under. I like him to get one more at some point down the line, but uh, I do. I think it's a, a, a fair over under at this point. There's no telling, uh, you know, who are going to be the best teams over the next few years. Like, who knows? But I do think having Justin Herbert in your division is is definitely not the best thing for him in terms of getting bye weeks. In well, terms let's see, of, let's see the Chargers actually make the playoffs first. Yeah, yeah. I was talking ahead of ourselves. I love Herbert, but that organization I'm, has pecs on it right now. Like I'm they not saying field goal to win a game in 15 years. So I'm just I agree. Awesome. I'm I'm not saying that the Chargers are about to rattle off, you know, division championships and Super Bowls, but I think that that you know, you saw with Brady, it was basically a free playoff win every year because his division was so bad. He went 6 and 0 in the division. Like the Chiefs might not be able to do that with Herbert and then also Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer is something to watch. I think that could be a, a nice little program. Dude, down no, I mean, maybe, but Urban Meyer can't recruit all like the uh, the dudes who have uh, sketchy off-field issues to come play for him. You know, ruin the program, get those academic allegations in four years, and then leave the program. It's different in the NFL. You don't have that advantage. 
That's but the it just over under, bro. Give me t- over under two and a half years that Urban Meyer is the head coach of the Jaguars. I'm hammering the under. I'll go over. I think he's gonna. Uh, he's won everywhere he's gone. At least three. I would say over on two years, just because I think he might be three, but not if if you said the over but, under three and a half, I'd take under. But if it's at two and a half, I'll take the over. I'm not saying that that uh, these teams are gonna just like come out there and draft a championship, but I do think you have a nice little group of quarterbacks being developed there in the AFC with Herbert, Josh Allen, Deshaun potentially, and uh, Trevor Lawrence, and then also Zach Wilson. Like that's a nice group of quarterbacks that where's that uh, is good. where'd he go where'd he come the from the Jets I don't think the Jets I mean the Jets might take fields the Jets might the Jets are going to be stupid not to take Zach Wilson the Jets the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson yeah but the Jets are stupid so I mean whoever they take is going to suck it doesn't matter <laughs> that is true yeah. <laughs> I like, like it doesn't matter us, I like how none of us mentioned Lamar and Lamar won MVP last year uh, because he can't throw what do you mean I mean come on I mean, you gotta at least throw his name in the conversation with Baker and Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'm a huge Zach Wilson fan. I had to throw that last uh, Apparently so. But, but the other the other ones I'm dead serious about. Closing the loop on the Super Bowl. We got a few last shout-outs here. You guys can shout out anyone you want in a second here. Uh shout out to the Bucks offensive line. Uh I think people, you know, we talked about Herbert and Justin Jefferson and all the great picks, uh draft picks this year. I think the best pick in this past draft was the Bucks taking Tristan Wirfs at 13, rookie stud out of Iowa, one of the best right tackles in football. O line play Iowa lineman in these playoffs. And then big shout out, D3 hero, Ali Marpet, left guard out of Hobart College. Love that guy. Absolute stud, fifth year. Uh, just played the best year of his career. Had the block of the Super Bowl on the long Leonard Fournette touchdown where he pulled around and got in Tyron Matthews' face. So big shout-outs to those guys. How about, how about Alex Kappa from Humboldt State? Ever heard of a Humboldt State? The Jacks. Super Bowl? The Jacks. <laughs> so I got somebody else. I got a playoff Lenny. I mean, we went this whole pod without talking Leonard Fournette. I feel bad. I mean – yeah, Tom Brady's the GOAT, obviously, and, like, the Bucks wouldn't be where they were without his standard of excellence. But uh, what was – it was – I'm not sure if he got 400. I think he did throughout this playoff run, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but if not, like, 300-plus for playoff Leonard Fournette. Didn't fumble the ball, held on to it, took Rojo's job, like, came there from Jacksonville, believed in the Brady process. Uh, huge piece. He was the uh, Le'Veon Bell that the Chiefs wish they had. So – uh, yeah, where the hell is Le'Veon not... Bell? Dude, yeah, Le'Veon Bell's career is donezo. <laughs> Jesus. And I know I sent this to Tosh as well, but uh, you look at the list of running backs who have been the leading rushers on the Super Bowl winning teams over the past 10, 15 years. It's just a classic case of why you don't pay your running backs, man. The, the highest paid leading rusher in a Super Bowl over the past 15 years is Percy Harvin. And uh, it wasn't James White. <laughs> no, James uh, I was making pennies, bro. No, don't pay your running back. I mean, they're disposable, right? Like they're good for three, four years, and their bodies break down because they're just getting hit play after play after play. And it sucks to say, but like the running back is so interchangeable. Yeah, and you can get a guy who's ninety-five percent as good or eighty-five, whatever, as good as like your Zeke Elliott in the third round every year. So there's just no point in investing all that capital. And that'll touch into our. Uh pod next week the nfl awards pod so 
uh, stay tuned for that one. You guys got anything else here? Any more shout outs? D3 for life, man. Brandon Staley just got hired to be the head coach of the Chargers. He started out in D3. Um, we got, uh, what's his bucket? The offensive coordinator for the Colts who just took the job at the Eagles, Sirianni. He started out in D3. Greg Popovich started out in D3. If you want to become a championship coach, you can Duncan be. Robinson. Bill Belichick went to Wesleyan. I don't even know if they were officially D3 back then. They crossed there. Wesleyan, yep. Shout out, D3. Well, thanks for listening to the Tosh and Jerry pod. And don't forget, if you have any suggestions, hit us up on Instagram. Be all of those friends who are big sports fans. Share the pod with them so they can be part of the fun. We greatly appreciate it.